Yo. Hi. We got Bass and Sam. Hello, hey guys. Ryan will return next Hi. week. Um, hey, so right before we started this, Bass just reminded me of because uh, so because we're in SAG AFTRA, Bass and I got all the uh, all the movies up for Best Picture for SAG, and one of them was the Straight Outta Compton movie, the NWA movie. And Bass, you just said your wife didn't know anything about rap, right? Yeah, she she was very very clueless to the entire scene. Yeah, so <laughs> so you said that Suge Knight was on the screen, and then you told her, "Remember that guy." I, I, pa- I paused it and I said, "That's Suge Knight." I explained briefly who he was. I go, "Just remember him because there's an Abe story that I'll tell you at the end of this movie." <laughs> and it, <laughs> the story is that I, I, I'm sure I'm sure I've told this before on the podcast. I know I told it on the Sirius XM show, but um. When I was in Las Vegas, when I I think it was the first time I was in Vegas, so I was like 21 years old, and I was at the Palms, which at the time was a cool hotel. Now the Palms is pretty pathetic, actually. I was just going to say, is the Palms no longer the uh, place to be? I mean, I like it. There's some cool spots in there, but it's not it's not the spot. Like everyone, that's oh, not wow. like the place that you go in Vegas anymore. Wow. Uh, but Sam, you had your didn't wasn't your reception at Nine Steakhouse? That was really nice. So, and the Ghost Bar is still pretty cool. That was very nice. That's, that's I think that was one of the better one of the better uh, uh, wedding deals, uh, maybe the best. Actually, the dinner the, it was definitely the best dinner I've ever had at a wedding. It was like a steak yeah. dinner. Not I hate wedding dinners because it's usually just some garbage. Like oh here's that a was, piece that of chicken. My wedding dinner. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> was the best. I told you, man. Had I had I had the choice, if it was, it was up to me, I would have just had baskets of double quarter pounders for everybody, man. I wish you would have because your wedding. Remember, my food was cold. <laughs> oh, mine was too. We were the wedding couple. <laughs> Actually, hey, who, was, who was your DJ, babe? Some guy who it had was, a cord uh, that didn't work. Like, His cord kept like coming mad, out of the wall. DJ like, Mad Spins or something, or. Oh, you mean the guy who decided to play gangster hip hop rap? He played hit him yeah. up. He played hit all him my up. It was we're uh, trying to say goodbye to me. Hang hit on. him up for all bases, like seventy year old Jewish relatives. Yeah, I went to say goodbye to my my seventy five year old uncle and all of a year, and that's why I fucked your bitch. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but but base when when you got married, you played. Um, you know, Frank Sinatra, the the Married with Children song, Love and Marriage. We tried to. And it cut out like seven times. Yeah. Uh, and the guy, the guy uh, complained saying that Jill sent him the wrong YouTube video. And she goes, I never sent you a YouTube video. I just told you I wanted to play that song. So so here's the part that... that so <laughs> picture a bunch of old Jewish people. And then you hear this. Oh, yeah, Mob Deep. You want to fuck with us? You little young-ass motherfuckers. Don't one of you N-words got sickle cell or something? You're fucking with me, N-word? You fuck around and catch a seizure or a heart attack. You better back that fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up. This is how we do it on our side. Any of you N's from New York that want to bring it, bring it. But we ain't singing. We bring in drama. Fuck you and your motherfucking mama. And it just goes and on. And in the meantime, and, I'm sitting going, so did you guys have a good time? And that goes on for at least another one, two, three, about 50 more lines of just straight swearing. And that yeah, guy. I will bl- say that was, that was an epic beatdown, though, by Tupac. <laughs> I have to give him that. <laughs> it really was. I, I, one, of the be- one of the better battle raps to, to come out. But basically, yeah. your wedding, you had a buffet style set up. But since I was in the wedding party, we got our food served to us, and it was all ice cold. It was cold. And I, there, was, there was nothing I could do about it but, but cry. So anyways, back to, uh, we brought that up. I was, we're talking, I was talking about the Palms, Sam's wedding, the Palms. Um, I was at the Palms, I was 21, and I was walking through the lobby. I was leaving the ghost bar, I believe, and I was walking through the lobby, and I see Suge Knight. So I'm like, Suge! Yo, Suge! What up, baby? <laughs> and I called it. I said, what up, baby? And then I went up to him, and these two huge black guys like came in to like swarm in on me. Of course, why wouldn't? They? And Suge like put his hand up, like yo, back up, like uh, like uh, nah, nah, fall back. What if, he, what if, what if Suge did that and then you actually killed him? I mean, that would have been really messed up. That would have been messed up. But then he goes, he goes, he goes, and this is true. He goes, nah, 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 he's cool. That's what he said to his guys. And I'm like, yo, Suge, what up, baby? And then I gave him like the handshake hug thing, and I said, yo, Dre introduced us back in the day. 
And I, I was so I was twenty one, right? I was twenty monster balls. Hang on, hang on. Let's let, let's let's figure out the timeline. So I'm twenty one, or I'm thirty four now. I was twenty one, so it was probably like two thousand three ish, right? Two thousand two through four, somewhere in there. Suge yeah. Knight hadn't talked to Dre in how many years at that point? Like eight I years, ten, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how how could that have been possible that Dr. Dre introduced some fat like seven or eight year old kid to Suge Knight? Or an 11 year old kid. Yo, Suge, right quick. This is my boy Abe from Chicago. He's in seventh grade, dog. <laughs> like, how, how, how could that have been possible? Like, and Suge Knight didn't even say anything. Maybe he thought I was talking about a different Dre, because I'm sure he knows like 57 different Dre's. And I want to believe Suge's not going to look at you and start doing math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, nah, hang on, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You clearly look 23. Yeah, dog. I divide that by the number of years I know Dre. <laughs> I ain't spoken to Dre in but 10. You tell me you <laughs> met me, what, 8th grade, the latest? Yeah, yeah, Dre, yeah, I was there kicking it in Compton. As I was walking this shit night, I noticed everybody in the room, but one person wasn't smiling. I just kept looking at him. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Was that from Trade Out of Compton? <laughs> That was from Frogstail. So the guy goes over and kills Sonny in front of a. Uh, oh, that's right. The guy. <laughs> As I was walking to Sonny, I noticed the one guy in the room. He wasn't smiling. <laughs> oh, I do want to thank. Um, let's see, what was his name? It was Paul Paul Santos on Twitter. He said, "Abe, are you going to give us your Super Bowl coin toss prediction on the podcast this week?" I completely forgot. So I'm bringing it back. The best bet of the week. Now, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your money, your mama's money, your brother's money, your sister's money, take cash advances on all your credit cards, get any amount of money you could get, sell some of your stuff to pawn shops if you need more money. The best bet of the week for the Super Bowl, the Broncos, the Panthers. Don't worry about the game. What you need to worry about is the coin toss. Now, I've made the same bet for like eight years in a row, okay? I think I won five year, five or six years in a row, and now I'm on a two-year losing streak. Only because of the curse of Joe Namath. If you, Sam, do you remember That's this coin right. toss? That's right. They had the uh, toss intercepted. That moron Joe Namath was wearing a fur coat. He was all drunk. He flipped the coin early, and they caught it. That would have been tails. When he flipped it again, it was, I'm sorry, it would have been heads. And when he flipped it again, it was tails. So I think that curse now in 2016 is gone. So once again, the best bet of the week, the best bet of the year is take heads on the coin toss. As it is. You heard it here, folks. Call Montel Williams right now. Get that advanced <laughs> loan. I still, I just have to say, you know, I know you had like a lot of bullshit there to support that, but ultimately... It's not a best bet. A coin toss is really a 50-50. But this year, I guarantee uh, I guarantee you had... Sam, do you want to make a bet right now for the Super Bowl? Why would you want to guarantee it? Why would you want Sam, to guarantee- do you want to make a quick bet? Just yeah, to make I'll it interesting. $1. Let's make a $20 bet just to make it interesting. No, I don't want to because it's a stupid bet. I mean, that's the point. I'm not going to make a $20 bet on a coin toss. That's just really dumb. That's, that's basically just roulette. That's all that is. Actually, roulette's, roulette's black, much harder. Black and red. Roulette's black, oh, black or red, okay. Yeah, I mean, black and red. That's all that is. So, so you don't want to make the bet? bet? I, that's never the best bet to be. I mean, that's an awful best bet. No, I don't want to make this bet. Not at all. <laughs> you want to humor you, I'll bet you like a dollar, but I, I don't, I'm not high stakes. I'm low stakes. <laughs> Sam, you're high touch, right? Not high stakes. Well, I don't know. I just, I'm not a high stakes gambler. I definitely don't gamble on coin flips. I mean, that is the most degenerate. <laughs> don't you want to have fun during the Super Bowl? It's not like $20 is going to buy, like yeah, make or break it. Fun. All that is, all that, that just sounds like terrible stress to me to bet $20 on coin flips. I'm going to bet way more than $20. I think, wait, not last year, but the year I mean, before. fun is sitting with friends and family, enjoying a nice game and good food. That's fun. Last year on the coin not, toss, not not putting my like mortgage on coin flips. Last year there was a blizzard, so I didn't get to make as many bets. But I think two years ago, I think I bet something like three hundred and fifty dollars on a coin toss. Jeez, 
Because all the years before that, all those years before that, I was betting $100 on the coin toss, and I kept winning. You're a very, you're a very ill man. No, Sam, but I kept, <laughs> Sam, I kept winning. I know, but you're still very ill. I haven't bet on sports games all year. That's impressive. Yeah. So, why Baby's not? He's very ill, babe. Why not bet uh, on the coin toss? The bet bet on sports games all year is. I don't believe. I, I don't know if I actually believe that. Well, you know, I, maybe I do believe it, but I mean, you say that, but I mean, you're, it's not like you're not gambling. You're just you're not betting on sports games. The only thing I do now is play mm-hmm. poker every once in a while, and that's in tournaments. And that's a yeah. sport. That's a sport. <laughs> well, yeah. it is kind yeah, of. It's a tops, skill. Maybe not so much. Poker is that's a skill. It, Sam, you were on the. You tried out for the bowling team in high school. Remember. With the, that, with, the, tried out. With, with the pedophile, with the pedophile coach. That's, it, it's funny that you say that. I mean, that's, you did though. Look at look at the delivery there. Okay, so first of all, here let, let me unpack. First of all, with the pedophile coach. Okay, he wasn't a pedophile coach. We have there was a uh, the coach of the bowling team turned out to be uh, a pedophile after. Uh, first of all, I don't talk about him so much. What? We turned out to be after we were done um, at the school. It turned out to be no, 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 no. I wasn't done. They sent out the letter while I was in art class. Well, you were there, not when I was there. <laughs> it was freshman year, and for whatever reason, I was in some kind of and I needed to be on an activity, so I did it. I, I that was like the most like the most like the lowest impact, least amount of commitment activity I could have thought of. That's why I tried out for bowling. Okay, Did you make it? it I wasn't dying to bowl. I wasn't even a good bowler. That that was so bad. I didn't make the team. Wait, hang on. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Do you really think that had anything to do with your bowling skills? Weren't all the kids little cute twinks who made the team? You're sick. No, I'm you, serious. You, you, have, you, have, you have a dirty mind. Sam, Sam, this guy was a pedophile. I wasn't a, little, I wasn't a cute little twink. I was a fat kid. I know. That's okay, why I said so. you didn't make the team. That must have been a yeah, pretty like, aggressive bowling, like, bowling team. I said, you, think it was, you think it was subjective? They had an objective criteria for making the bowling team. Sam, okay? you, you don't like think you don't think frames, and it was based or three games. It was based on your score. It wasn't. He didn't make choices based on how you looked in khaki. Sam, I mean, that's Sam, no, Sam, no offense, honestly, <laughs> but when you were fourteen, you weren't the kind of guy that a child molester would look at and want to hang out with. God, no offense. Sick. What? Hey, me sick. too. How are you friends with this guy? Look at this fat guy in khakis. There's no way he's making the team. No, wait, hang on, hang on. All three of us wouldn't have been on the child molesters for like we wouldn't have been the first draft pick. In the you Again, know what I mean? I need you to I need you to do a better job of, of, of describing these scenarios. Okay, <laughs> not when you say it was a child molester team. I mean that's just not accurate. <laughs> you were on a. I said you tried out for a bowling team. I was on the high school. No, I didn't. I tried out because I had to. I didn't want to play. Okay, and you weren't you weren't judged by like a panel. It was based on three teams and the highest score. <laughs> no, but don't you think? I, don't I, wait, I, hang I, on. I, think I literally blew it. <laughs> Sam, you don't think it had anything to do with that? He'd only pick little kids that were like really cute. I'm serious. We I'm not no joking. Kids. It was high school, idiot. I know, Sam. No but all the kids. all the kids that were on the team were those twink looking smaller kids. Oh, shut up! I don't even. I don't remember who was on Sam, the team. Sam, I'm defending. Sam, I'm defending you. I said you probably didn't make the team because you didn't you didn't fit the suit, so to speak. Yeah, but Abe, who was on the team? How would I remember who was on the bowling team twenty years ago? I remember. I remember a couple. You may you may have just described Abe perfectly. He will defend you while he offends you at the same time. (laughs) That's what is exactly. He offended me, and now he's trying to back out of it. No, I'm not trying to back out of anything. I'm just saying that's why you didn't make the team. Why did I bring that up? Oh yeah, because you're saying that you said bowling was a sport. I didn't say bowling was a sport. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I thought that's why you were trying out to play a sport. Bowling is a sport. Well, first of all, it is a sport, but I never said that. Well, there you say. Okay, so you just said it's a sport. So I'm saying poker is a sport. Yeah, but bowling is an actual physical sport. So is poker. No, it's not. Poker is a card game. It's bowling no. It's mentally draining, though. It's mentally draining. So is calculus. That's not a sport. I mean, how is how is that? You know, so is sitting in prison. I don't know. I mean, that's not a sport. So you're saying it's Mentally a sport? Training is it the primary criteria for making a sport? Yeah, but you, see, you, you understand that? No, I know. I know what you're saying. Oh, okay, good. 
But poker is also sport mentally. Base, I know you have to go, but real quick. Base, you saw the O.J. Simpson show, right? Yes. How awesome was that show? I just watched it before we did this podcast. To be honest, I was saying it the other day. I said it last night when I watched it. The show itself is fantastic. Everything on FX is awesome. The only problem is I am not buying Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson at all. I thought he was very good, man. Bates and I were texting about it a little bit last night, and I was very disappointed in Bates. Well, because I think the guy who's playing his buddy AC looks and sounds way more like OJ than Cuba does. What do you think about David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian? <laughs> Actually, he does a very good job. Travolta, I, that guy looks like a freaking mask. But I heard that's how Shapiro was. I don't remember him talking like that, but I guess he yeah, was. Yeah, he was very, very eccentric. Base, a couple I know, th- but I just can't get over looking at Travolta's eyebrows. I wait, know that's what he looks wait like. what, wasn't the funny, to me, the funniest part was O.J. Simpson about to commit suicide in Kim Kardashian's bedroom. Like, how ridiculous. How ridiculous. Don't you think they're just adding shit? Aren't they just adding shit like that in on purpose just to fuck with the Kardashians? I really think they are. Because at the funeral, for no reason, Chris is like, Chloe, Rob, stop running. Like, they were running around at the funeral just for no reason. Then They totally are. And then OJ Simpson obviously just had sex with his girlfriend in Kim Kardashian's bedroom. You know, it's her bedroom because it says Joey Lawrence on the wall and, like, all these. (laughs) It has all these got the like, people that she would like, and then just to just to reiterate, like it's almost like that wasn't good enough for them, so they had to reiterate. Come on, OJ, my daughter sleeps in here. My daughter Kim sleeps like he said it like <laughs> not in Kimmy's room. Yeah, yeah, not don't do it in my daughter Kimmy's room. Like, why would he say? Would he really go out of his way and say that? My daughter God. Kim sleeps in here, and and how dumb do they make Kato Kalen look? They make oh Kato Kalen look like yeah, a complete moron. I don't, I don't really exist. I just kind of, I'm just kind of here. When he answered the door, was, was he on drugs? Yeah. He was on some kind of drug. Or something? <laughs> Could someone explain too? Why would a guy like OJ Simpson let a guy like Kato Kalen sleep? Like, did Kato Kalen get OJ his drugs? Like, what was the relationship? Do we know that relationship? Because it's very strange. Uh, I hope we learn more about it uh, over the next five episodes. <laughs> Mr. Kalen. Kalen thing is, that was, that, I could not stop laughing at it. Mr. Kalen, are you going to stop? It totally like Spicoli just walked out of, a, out of a bedroom. Did you see at the very end when OJ was, uh, like, uh, when he didn't show up to the, uh, when he was supposed to get arrested, he didn't show up to the, the, the uh, police station? They were asking Kalen, Kalen questions, and he kept reading, I have the I have the right not to speak, and he and he was he was reading it off a sheet of paper, and then he forgot he forgot to mention that him and OJ had hamburgers, because yeah. I I specifically that's one thing I do remember from the trial probably just because I love fast food, but I specifically remember from the trial him talking about OJ. He's like, yeah, you know, we had the burgers. The, the sandwiches. He kept he kept mentioning it. You know, OJ had two. You love those burgers, Kato. Yeah, yeah. OJ had two sandwiches, and then I I gave him a twenty dollar. I remember he said he gave OJ a twenty dollar bill to buy burgers or something. <laughs> Just, that's the one. For some reason, that's the only thing I remember from that whole trial is them talking about the McDonald's. That's why. That's why when when they went to Kato Kalen's like little guest house. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he had McDonald's with OJ. And then later on, they explained that. So it's funny that, that that's hilarious. the only thing I remember. But base, you got to go, right? Yeah. All right. Enjoy your son, DJ. I will. See you, boys. Peace. Bye, man. Sam, you know what's funny? I ordered some sandwiches, and they delivered them, and they were both they were supposed to be roast beef sandwiches, but they were like ham and turkey sandwiches. So I called, and I said, I said hey, these are wrong. And you know what I did? So they're like, okay, have the have the two sandwiches, the the messed up ones, ready when the delivery guy comes back. I know what you did. I bet you ate half of both of them, right? <laughs> I took. I took <laughs> or did you like cut off half? No. Take like one bite mark and save it. No, you. <laughs> I know how you operate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did do that. But what I did was I took. Well, the first one I took a huge bite out of and then wrapped it back up. And then the second yeah. one I took two huge bites out of. And read, <laughs> but why would you, why would you, like, <laughs> like if it's your order, 
two sandwiches for yourself. Why would you take bites out of both if they're the same? Well, they don't know that I'm. You know, they don't know that. What, they don't know if there's a hundred people. Know, but it's just like, why, well, like in your head, why did you feel like you had to do that? I just that's something I've always done. I'm sure. I'm sure you've been with me before. I, I think I don't it know. Is out, I, it is out of malice, though, isn't it? Like you're just trying to sabotage them just to the event that they want to reuse those or they well, want no, to like no because they always on their breaks. It pisses me off because I'll go to I've been to Burger King before or something and they mess up my Whopper and I see them slam it in the garbage can like really hard. <laughs> so it's like so why so why are you going to throw it in the garbage? Like you might as well just let me keep it. <laughs> So, anyways, I was all pissed off because I'm like, "Why would they want the old sandwiches back? Are they really going to reuse them? What they're going to do with them is throw them in the garbage." That's why I took two huge bites out of them. And then when the guy came to the door, he didn't even ask for the old sandwiches. <laughs> and I, I actually had them in a bag on the floor. They next really, they really, they really normally. So wait, this happens a lot where you order sandwiches and get the wrong one. No, no, no. no. This I, this hasn't happened in a long time. I, I mean, uh, I've, th- th- I've never had it before. Where I ordered. Something. Why would they? Why would they request the old sandwiches? I mean that. That almost seems like something you do if you just don't trust your customer base at all. Oh, that's what it is. That that's really what it is. Like I need to I need those old sandwiches. You have to like return the old sandwiches. That's what yeah, exactly. And any time one thing at Starbucks, like every day at Starbucks, you know, if I'm in there in the morning. I feel like, you know, it, it's pretty fast paced in the city, you know, Starbucks in Chicago, so well, I mean, like one's downtown, they're always very busy, so they're always kind of messing up drinks or People are being divas about the drinks, but they never ever like if they mess up the drink, they never have you give them back the old. They just let you keep it. They, yeah, said so you one is like you have a friend or colleague who wants that drink always. Like that's because what are they going to do with it? Just they're literally going to dump it out. Exactly, and then that's that's what I hate. I well, as soon as he said, "Have the tainted sandwiches ready," <laughs> whatever he said. Did you call them tainted sandwiches? No, I think he said the incorrect sandwiches or whatever. Uh-oh. So I had I, I, I had him in a bag on the floor next to the door, like behind the door. So when I opened the door, <laughs> so in case he would have asked, but I was hiding them just in case. And then he didn't ask for them. Uh, but I've, I've, I've actually done it before where I've been with people who return the sandwich. I said, wait, hang on. And I take a huge bite of it and then give it back to them. Because I, I, I know I, I've been, I'm one of those people. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I know I've done that with you before. Yeah. Like you, they messed up like your your. It's not usually a huge bite. Usually, like half of it in like four seconds. It's usually two huge bites, yeah. and then I wrap it back up. God, <laughs> so weird. Um, we we were talking about this earlier, actually, before we did the podcast. The Phil Anselmo White Power incident. Yeah. How ridiculous was that? Phil Anselmo was at a Dimebag Daryl tribute concert. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, you know, that's what, the, like, what I was telling you, the one thing, and, and people seem to disagree with me on this, but I, I was actually pretty surprised. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, like, metal bands, especially a band of the magnitude of Pantera, have a pretty large international following. Yeah. I always felt like metal bands, I mean, even though it doesn't seem that way, like, had a lot of... They seem actually pretty enlightened when you hear most of these guys. Well, yeah, because they're always so, in Brazil. They're always all over. Yeah. They're always so in Mexico. A guy like, guy like Phil Anselmo, who was, you know, part of one of the biggest metal bands of all time, would have that kind of attitude. But I guess, like I said, I mean, I chalked it up to just, you know, growing, seething bitterness over the years since he's been irrelevant. Well, if you see the video, if you haven't seen it, he, I think, he, he ends, he stops, I think he was playing Walk. And then at the end of the song... He does like the white power salute where they like take their hand up to their chest and then flick it out. And they yell, White Power! Like at the top of his lungs. <laughs> like it's funny because the story going around was no, no, he made a joke about white wine. If you watch the video, he screamed white power as loud as you can scream white power after he did the white power sign. And then he released this apology video where he was like camping or something or on his back porch. Like, I just want to apologize, man. I he's didn't like, mean me, He's it. like, give me another chance. All I need is another yeah. chance, man. Give me another chance. I, I'm never, I I'm love everyone. I, I ask for your forgiveness. This is Phil Anselmo here, man. I just want you to accept my apology. I love everybody. I didn't, and then he, when he was trying to explain, he couldn't even explain that it was a joke. He's like, there were a lot of jokes going on backstage. I mean, how is that a joke? You know, that's the thing. It's like it is. It, it is unfortunate when you see that because I, you know, as a kid, I was a Pantera fan, and it's like the moment you hear those couple of words, it completely recolors your perception of the music. Like it's hard to listen without that being at the forefront of your mind. So. For him to do that, it was just very irresponsible. I mean, even if he was joking, which, like I said, it's really an odd joke, but 
keep in mind yeah, this assume that he has a lot of fans who are not like um vehement racists. But but keep in mind this is the guy that in a guitar world or some article in some interview said Don Bagdarrell needs to get his ass kicked. Someone needs to kill that. He'd like, and then the, then the guy read that and killed him. I mean, this guy's oh, known wait, for. Wait, wait, wait. Is that is that why? Yeah, the guy the guy who killed Dimebag Daryl was upset about, and and they blame Phil. That's why Pantera have never been back together because his brother Vinny Paul blames Phil Anselmo. Wait, why was why was he at the, the Dimebag tribute then? If he's you know who wasn't there, who, who, you know who wasn't there, Vinny Paul. <laughs> that wasn't. It was Dime Bash, but I think that's put on by Dimebag Daryl's widow, and she was defending Phil. So obviously, her and Phil Anselmo have become friends somehow over the years. Maybe, maybe Vinnie Paul didn't, you know, embrace her after the death, so she probably came to Phil. Yeah, wow, it's pretty crazy. I read, and she goes. So the guy from Machine Head was talking shit about Phil. And then she goes, wait a minute. The only reason why he's saying that is because he didn't like the way Phil was treating him at the concert. So she was defending Phil Anselmo. Wow. You yeah, really I'm can't defend. about this right now. You really can't defend someone yelling no, out white power at the top of their lungs. Yeah, that's really indefensible. It was a joke. Unless somebody says, like, unless somebody says, like, hey, I'm going to shoot you. I mean, if there's a gun to your head, you say it, shit. I mean, if it was an inside yeah, joke, he he would have been looking at a roadie and he would have been like, ha, white power. Ha, ha. I mean, inside joke shouldn't be said at a tribute concert in front of you know potentially thousands, tens of thousands. Well, it wasn't that? It, it was a small. It was a small crowd, but I know. But everyone's going to see that, though. So it's like yeah. I'm sure metal fans. You know, a lot of metal fans are always kind of curious about Phil Anselmo, like what he's up to. So it's one of those things where, like, you know, out of curiosity, um, I think you have a you have a friend who actually went out to. Um, California, who was it in LA just to see this? Uh, yeah, he was at that concert. <clears throat> see this, this display of white power. But if you're joking, you don't scream it in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> at the top uh, of your lungs. Yeah, it's an odd choice. Well, I mean, he made the bed, so he will lie in it now. Do you watch Total Divas or no? Um, well, so my wife does, so I, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but that's one show I don't. I don't. I'll pay in passing. I'll pay attention because I'm a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. so I'll see like wrestlers I know on there. So I'll actually kind of pay attention. Sometimes I don't. I wouldn't say I watch it, but I do. One thing I've noticed on that show is that all the losers on and this. This I want to make a bigger point. I'm just about total divas, but they're upset with the younger, like attractive divas who are coming up. Because they haven't, quote, paid their dues? So, I, I, we literally had this conversation last night when I was watching with Rachel. Uh, was she was she have. defending Natalia and, and, and saying that, like... No, but I, no, she didn't say that, but I just said, I said, I, I find it interesting that, you know, when you get, like, this new diva, you know, she's obviously another, like, model type. Um, I, don't, I don't know if she has any wrestling background, but you can see, like, the animosity amongst, like, the, you know, like, the wrestlers, like, the regular wrestling looking. Not yeah. like they're like not attractive people either, but it's just like I feel like if it, if it was like there was that like Nia Jax, who's like a actual like heavy wrestler, she yeah, they'd accept no her. They would accept her, but they don't accept Eva Marie because you know for obvious reasons. Like they don't feel like a model should be there. Um, so, yeah, but my point, but the point, the point I was going to make is that people don't have to pay their dues if they're that good. Like if someone's really good. You don't right. have to pay your dues. You just so like exactly the people who are well, crying it's not, about well, how it's not, it's not it's not real. I mean it's, it's entertainment. I mean so if you're just if you just have a gift or something, why pay dues? Exactly. And no. the people who cry about paying dues and they they never right. like the the paying due people never make it to the top. And they're always they're, that's what they live off of. Like I've paid my dues in this business, and that goes for anything. Like I'm in radio. You hear these people in radio. He hasn't paid his dues, man. Why does he get that? Well, because he's better than you. He, right. as, as a matter of fact, well, he's only been in this in this business for a year, and he's better than you who's been in the business for 20 years. Well, it's because he's better. Wrestling, you say on wrestling, for, for, as a, a good, really good example is The Rock. The Rock never paid his dues. They just found him and turned him into a star. He became, in short order, probably the biggest wrestler in the history of, you know, yeah. the, it, it, 
the, the medium. But then you have all these other guys who are still around today who were around before The Rock who have barely even, like, dented, like, mainstream. And they may have paid 20 years of dues, but there's a reason for that. They're just not as good. Yeah, you don't need to you pay. Know, so if you're that good, you don't need to pay dues right. for 20 years. Right. <laughs> Your career right. shouldn't be paying dues. Right. I mean, you know, respect anybody who loves something enough to spend that much time, like, grinding and trying to make it work. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's very commendable, respectable. But at the same time, don't discount the curve like this. The phenom who is immensely talented and, and it's recognized immediately doesn't need to pay any dues. There's nothing wrong with that. Like either. this, this happened also in the UFC. There's this guy named Sage Northcutt who's a 19 year old undefeated fighter, and all these bitter. Even the guy he fought was like, uh, like a journeyman fighter. Yeah. And all these guys right away. So he lost. He okay. He was kicking this guy's ass in the first round. The guy started laying on top of him and and he choked him out and beat him. And this guy was being a complete asshole after he won. He like was mocking him. All the all the UFC journeyman fighters hate him because he makes forty and forty. So he makes forty thousand to show and another forty thousand if he wins. So he only makes eighty thousand dollars. And some of the journeyman UFC fighters are making like twenty four thousand to show, twenty four thousand to win, twenty and twenty, you know, sixteen and sixty, whatever. So they they cry all the time on Twitter about him. But there's a reason why the UFC is paying him more because he's a draw. He has a good look. He's an exciting fighter. And, you know, he sure, he lost this fight. But, I mean, he was close to winning. And now they're saying he was sick or he had strep throat. But my point is that he's only 19 and he's already past most of these guys who are crying and talking shit. Even the guy he beat. The guy he beats like an older fighter or a little bit older, much older than him. I mean, if he fights this guy in three years, he'll kick this guy's ass. So Yeah, I mean, all, all these journeyman apologists need to understand that it's a business. I mean, it, there's a reason why these guys are journeyman. There's a reason why a 19-year-old is making double. It's because of a business case. They're trying to make money, and they understand what's marketable and what isn't. So yeah. if you have a guy that's fought 70 times and he's 40, hey, that's great. But I mean... If he's also on the undercard on Fox Sports One, I mean, he there's a reason why he's there. Yeah, I mean, those aren't and the guys. Those aren't the guys that you're paying money to see. That's just it. And like, why is it that in boxing, right? There's only a few pay per view fighters. There's only a few guys that you pay money to see: Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Canelo, uh, Miguel Cotto. There's not many. And in in UFC, all these guys are like, why should you make more money? Well, not really, because. Sure, the UFC's making a lot of money off your fights, but you're not you're not the draw, really. I mean, this right. just happens to be a fight where you're one of five major fights. Even if you're the main event, I mean, they're not even really paying to see you fight at that point. You're just uh, you're a mid card guy who's who's headlining a, a lower tier card. Like you shouldn't be paid a million dollars for that. Yeah, it's just dumb. And that goes for like I said, any anything. Everyone cries, and, and like I said, there's not like you said. Actually, there's nothing wrong with paying. Dude. It, it's if if you could make a career out of that, that's fine. But you can't begrudge people who are more talented than you, right? There's a reason why those people are, like Con- Conor McGregor is a perfect example. And Sam, we've talked about Conor McGregor. How many times did I say Conor McGregor is the real deal? When all these assholes are like, "No, what? Wait till he fights Chad Mendes. Wait till he fights right. Jose Aldo." And yeah, I was saying the whole time. People still do not give the guy his due. Still, every single fight he's had, they're like, well, now you're going to really see him exposed. And it's like, all he keeps doing is just defying all the expectations in remarkable fashion, really. And there's always some excuse, like, oh, well, it's because he's white, he's Irish. He's, you know, people, people use the race angle, they use the journeyman angle, they use the he hasn't paid his dues angle, and it doesn't matter because he's, he's a guy that everyone wants to see fight. He's special. And these special people, they move to the top faster because they're special. Right. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying, when I was watching Total Divas, it just reminded me of all that because Natalia was like all, crying. All, it, it all comes down to one thing: it's jealous. It's jealous. People are jealous of Conor McGregor because because he's amazing at what he does, and he not only that, but he knows how to market himself. You know, Natalia is jealous of Eva Marie because Eva Marie is drawing 100 times more buzz than she is. I mean, that's yeah. all it really is. It always comes down to it. It's always a personal issue. You know, people that they are blinded by their own shortcomings and they don't recognize the talent that's in front of them for what it is. And those people then become a talent, you know, to slight the other person. But it just, it just so happened that they're that good. 
or that interesting or whatever. And that's how, even in radio, that's how I handle myself. Like anytime there's an intern who wants help, I help them. And I always have the mentality of if that person's better than me, then they can have my job. I mean, they shouldn't, I shouldn't have a job if there's some intern working for free, who's better than me. So why not help everyone around you? And then it might, you know, at some point you might need their help anyway. Right. But like you, you said, you, you, might be, you might be working for that intern in five, ten years. You just never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm working with people now who are asking me for help, who I interned for. You know what I mean? So you never know right. what's going to happen. You There's, never know, right? I mean, we were doing that serious show. People that I interned with, who were had huge jobs, were asking me to come on the show. Like, can you help me? Can you help? like so? You never know. You never know how it's going to work out. So you should be nice to everyone. And try to actually help people, and then you know the favor comes back to you at some point. Agreed. Very good. Um, what are your thoughts on Sarah Palin? Um, I loathe her very much. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you expect? What, me to what, say? what do you think about the guys though who always say, "But dude, she's so hot." I don't see that. Really. I, don't I don't either. That's what I was going to say. I don't get. I what's... don't really see that. I mean, I, unless it's that whole thing, like where most politicians, men and women, are completely disgusting. I guess when, you, when, you, when all you see someone next to is John McCain, Mitt Romney, Donald Trump, but then yeah. yeah, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. That's almost like the Catholic school mentality, where like any teacher was like, "Look at that!" It's like any female teacher. Usually in the real world, there there were there was really nothing special there. But it was just like you know, relative to your peers, it's one of those things. Yeah, I just don't get that because I was I was Go ahead. I was talking about Sarah Palin. I said something on Twitter. I said like something about how she's she's actually like made down, like she hurt she's going to kill Donald. Like that was the worst thing she she he could have ever done was have her endorse him. And then someone's like, "But dude, she's so hot." She's not. <laughs> she's really not. She's not. And I, and I do agree. I think that that was really, I think Trump got too full of himself. And I don't think he needed to bring Sarah Palin into the equation. And I think Sarah Palin is one of those people where, like, if, if there were some people who were who were going to go out and vote, like, maybe vote, just go out to vote against Trump, Palin probably pushed them further because Sarah Palin is a raving lunatic with nothing coherent to say at all or any substance. Really? I don't, I, I can't imagine someone who would love Sarah Palin. I mean, honestly, I, I can't imagine I mean, how you could love her. Who do. There are people who do because they wouldn't have brought her out there if they didn't think that she had But I don't get what they like about her. Like, is it because she's, they say that she gets a lot of the religious votes? Is it because... I think she's just, she just, they just like her ignorance. I mean, people, I, I, I guess that, that sounds bad, but I, I think that people just, if, the people who are like very steadfast in their, in their ignorance appreciate somebody on a podium who concurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she... You know, she just, she says what she says. She knows what her base likes. It's all bullshit, but she doesn't apologize for it. And there's something there, I guess, when you when you are able to do that in the face of all the facts. <laughs> that, that, that's been the problem this year, I think, with a lot of the uh, people, a lot of the politicians on the right, is that there's really no factual basis for a lot of the assertions they're making about Obama, about the economy, you know, saying what a disaster Obama's been. You know, the facts of the, the fact of the matter is that Obama has. I'm not. I'm not giving him all the credit, but this country has come a long way in seven. You know, liberal or Republican or liberal or Democrat, liberal or conservative, we should all agree that we're in a much better place now than we were in 2008. And to say to blame Obama, everything on Obama is just stupidity. Really Do you see is. the new thing now? It's the the the, the conservatives call Obama. They call him B. Hussein Obama. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing that since he started. But, like, I mean, but, who, but what other... Bro- I've never seen I've never seen people go out of their way to use somebody's middle name. I mean, B, he never just, goes by but, Barack. But who, but who would ever call him? When did he ever go by B. Hussein Obama? I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? No. I've seen that. I've seen I, it's know, B. I, I, I feel like you're around a lot more conservatives than I am. No, I think it's because you're not on Facebook. I think not being on Facebook is very a very good yeah, thing. Yeah, but I, I also don't think I'd be affiliated with a lot of people saying B. Hussein Obama. I just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. B. Hussein Obama. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do find it 
very ironic that his middle name is, is Hussein. I just, I feel, it's, it's really almost unfortunate because yeah. I, I know it's such an easy like target. You know. But who cares? Like, what if his name? If his name no, was? Know, if his name saying, was Adolf Stalin? <laughs> if his name was Adolf Stalin uh, Bin Laden? That shouldn't affect anything. Well, like it, it no, it, but it should. Stalin Bin Laden. Then. <laughs> but it should. But mean, if if it, if, it, was, if it was that name, no, but it shouldn't. If his name was Adolf Bin Laden, and he was a great <laughs> man, but honestly, it's not his fault what his name is. Yeah, but I will say, if, if you are going into um, um, you know, public service, and your name is Adolf Bin Laden, I I do recommend changing it before you uh, <laughs> before you get there because uh, that's going to be a tough one to overcome. I'm just waiting for uh, the team up of Sarah Palin and Jab. You know that's how you have to say his name, right? Because it's a Jab with an exclamation point. Yeah, jab, 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 Jab. jab. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think that. I think that Jeb is not conservative enough for Sarah Palin. Je- jeb is the most pussified guy of all time, and his yeah. and he he tries to I position will, himself as Jeb. Right about, Trump is right about one thing. He talks about Jeb being low energy. It is funny that Jeb is the guy with the exclamation point on his logo when he truly has almost no energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing I think about when I see Jeb is excitement. I mean, at least Trump, you know, love him or hate him. The guy is, like, he, he's pretty exciting to watch. I mean, he, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm watching cable news all day, like waiting for the next like bullshit um, speech <laughs> he's giving at some rally. I, I just can't help myself. There's something compelling about him. I mean, there's nothing compelling about Jeb at all. You just, Jam! Nothing there. Jam! <laughs> you uh, you recently started taking a like a class to do uh, like web design stuff, and I've recently taken a class <clears throat> to do. Uh, I, I've been writing a sitcom, and I started taking a class at Second City to like hone it, like how to do it properly. I guess because I've been doing yeah. it for a while. Do you notice that now that you're in a class that you've fallen back into your old? things that you would do in class like uh, i like i draw houses i draw well, see, uh, no and that's i i'm it's concerning to hear that because i think the difference of the difference of taking any kind of like learning or classes as an adult is you're actually paying for it and you no, you're right no I, I but i'm really into the class but anytime yeah. there's like a lull in the class i'm drawing houses on my binder and little like characters yeah which is something that but just i mean i'm very into the class like i know what you're saying when you take a class as an adult it's something you want to learn and you're very into it and there's usually a reason you're taking it i mean so if you're like taking it for work or you're trying to enhance a skill you know, it's very important that you pay attention. So I personally haven't drawn any houses or, like, doodles. <laughs> no. But, I mean, you know, I remember your notebooks, and, I mean, that's pretty much all you did was doodle. So if you're just doodling a little bit, that's a huge improvement. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's just funny that I noticed without even thinking about it. You know, when there's a lull <laughs> in the class, because sometimes, yeah. sometimes there'll be parts of the class where we're going over something that's one of the other students that might be a little bit boring or whatever. Yeah. So I'll just start falling back into my old routines of just drawing like squares and making it into a cube and then drawing a fence and then a tree and then a sun. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh... And then I was, and then I draw guys, <laughs> I draw guys with a beard and then I always, it, it always starts out where it's just a guy, then he has hair, then he has a mustache and then a, a, a goatee, then he has a beard and then I give him two hoop earrings. And then I, and then sometimes I put a championship belt on him, <laughs> or like some you kind are. of, or some kind of belt buckle. <laughs> you are, you are challenged. <laughs> you are challenged. Did you see that that the sign came down by my old apartment? The the, the sign that would glow into my living room. Yeah, I, I'm the one who gave you the news on that. Oh, that's right. You sent me that. Yeah. So I used to live in this apartment on Chicago Avenue next to a place called Rothschild's Liquor. And the sign was humongous, and it, it would—it was like a neon sign, and it would glow into my living room all night. So if you ever seen the movie, I had no idea that sign was like considered a uh, like it, a staple of the city. Like I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. Value. I had no idea at all because yeah. I lived there for like two years, and um, 
It was like, have you ever seen the movie Big, where he stays at that St. James Hotel or whatever, and like the whole time, yeah. it's, just, it's just shining into his room, or that Seinfeld yeah. episode where Kramer is next to the rotisserie place, and his whole room is red? That's how my apartment was. And I had no idea, like you said, Sam, that it was it was a, a landmark in Chicago. Yeah. And I people no were upset when they took it down. They just took it down this week. <laughs> I will say this is the thing. It was funny that... Um... Where you lived was pretty close to the Ukrainian village, and that was just sort of the hottest neighborhood in America. Yep, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's a cool neighborhood, but I definitely hottest in America. To me, that doesn't speak well about other neighborhoods in America that that's the hottest. You can't tell me there's one hotter than Ukrainian village. I mean, I think it's just because of the price, because you could still get places there that are relatively cheap compared to the rest of the city, and it's the next closest area to downtown, I guess. Yeah. I like the area. I'm just saying, I, I mean, I, I would live in the area. I'm just saying hottest in the nation. I was like, wow, that's... Yeah, you would think there'd be somewhere in, like, San Francisco yeah. or San Diego or lost somewhere. Yeah. That, that would be a little bit hotter. Because it's not really that yeah. awesome over there. I mean, it's okay. It's nice. Yeah, There's some cool I places. You, I think you're probably right. I think it's probably proximity to downtown, and it's, like, a very neighborhoody kind of place. There's a, a couple more things I want to mention before. Oh, I just want to mention real quick, too. If you subscribe to the podcast, apparently if you uh, comment and rate it, that like helps with the, the ranking of the podcast. Oh, very good. The SEO, the search engine optimization. Yes, please. Yeah. So if you, if you like this podcast, leave a comment on the, I, in the iTunes comments and then like rate it five stars or whatever. You don't have to do that, but. Only, only, the, only the five star ratings though. If you don't yeah. like it, then just please don't either. Yeah, five star because right now we only have five star ratings. But don't say that. Don't challenge people to like. No, no, I'm not. No, no one would do that. We we have, we have the best listeners. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Let, let's make this like a real keep radio those, show. Keep those, keep those five stars coming. You, you ever listen to a radio show? Say where they're like, all right, let's go to the phones. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, hold on. Uh, Manhattan. Uh, we got San Diego. Chicago, downtown Chicago, Dubai. Like they just make up fake calls. Like, 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 like they're on hold. Calls are just all these people from all over the country, and they're they're in. You know like, what you're like. You know what you're like. I, I just realized this now. You're, you know, you, you're you're a lot like Ted Cruz and Trump. You know why? Because you're you're like, you know how like their whole thing, and, and this is like a new thing now. Is their whole thing is like they're not politicians, like. Those politicians, like, that's how they are, like, you know, this is what politicians do, but, like, they're, by definition, politicians, they're, they're politicking, like, they're yeah. running for office. You're like that for radio, like, it's ridiculous. You, do, like you ever listen to radio shows? You are a radio guy. No, I know, I work, I work at the Loop, I'm on, I, I work yeah. there, I work in radio, but I'm just saying that yeah. it's just funny how they say I know, that. but you are, you are like, you are like the, you are you are like, you're like the Ted Cruz of radio, I mean, you really are. <laughs> but they make but it you, so you, obvious. You position yourself as like this outsider. No, but, but really, when they're, like, let's go to the phones, hang on, I. But it, it's, it'll be like this. Chloe, Kim, Courtney, Rob, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, hold on. Uh, Dubai, Manhattan, uh, Eric and Joliet, what's up? Like, then the, or, 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 right. we've talked yeah, the about only this. Call is really, yep, the only and, and, one. And, and, and we've talked about this before. It's like when they play the liners, it's like, hey, this is Paul McCartney. Hey, brother, it's James Hetfield from Metallica. Hey, it's Pitt Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Hey, it's Robert Downey Jr. Hey, what's up, man? It's Brad Pitt. Hey, it's Oprah. Hey, it's Martha Stewart. Hey, this is Ricky Lake, and you're listening to Abe Cannon. <laughs> like, like the, the last one's always a piece of shit. Right. And then they right. say the name. Uh, right. Hey, that, that's like that's like the, the calls on hold too. It's like if you really had to call him to die in in London, would you really take John from Juliet? Exactly. Yeah. Dubai, uh, Hong Kong. Hang on. Uh, Let's go to Billy in Berlin. <laughs> like, why, yeah. why would you ever take that call first? Right. You're not curious to see what someone in Abu Dhabi wants? Uh, Abu, right. Abu Dhabi, hang on. Uh, Jimmy in Oklahoma. Can I, <laughs> yeah, I really, I really got to talk to Jimmy in Oklahoma. Um, Dubai, hang on one second. Uh, Billy in Logan Square. <laughs> Do you know by chance if they make skin tag treatment, like lotions or something to get rid of skin tags? 
I have no idea, but I you have you have another obstacle station with skin tags. Well, so. the guy the guy at the place that I get coffee every morning, his whole neck is covered with six rows of skin tags. You must be going to Duncan. <laughs> Why? No, I don't know. I just feel like I, I I know I know where you where you work, and I know I know the the local Duncan, and I've seen the I've seen the uh, the staff. <laughs> so I. I almost could picture the guy in my but head. But picture, picture chicken feathers. You know how chicken feathers are in rows? Yeah. That's how his skin I mean, tags are. I, I guess if you're working at Dunkin', I mean, it's unfortunate. You probably don't have the best health insurance. You probably can't take care of that. On a, on if, a, I, if I had skin tags, I'd be bleeding all the time. That's disgusting. No, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't. If I ever have, because I, cl- I have very clear skin. And, you're very and, vain. What? I have clear skin. Well, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not in ten years. No, I know, but I'm making a point. I mean, it might be loaded. Sam, with I'm them. about to make you a know. point. I'm about to make a point about skin tags. You can't just you can't just cut them off or, or, or peel them off. Anytime, anytime I have like any kind of pimple or anything, I'm scraping at it the second I see it. Well, that's not good. I know, but I'm saying that if that's why I'm saying if I had skin tags. I'd be covered in blood every day. My nails would always well, have blood underneath that, the finger. That tips. furthers my point about your fingernails. Not talking about vanity. Who wants? It who, is. who wants six rows of skin tags all across your neck? Well, some people can't help it. And some then on top, and wait, 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 hang on. And removed. then wait, and then he wears a silver chain around his neck. Well, maybe the silver is maybe it's not real silver. I don't know. Maybe no, that's what's causing. Sam, it. Sam, I'm not talking about the price. Why do you draw attention to the skin tags? Maybe he doesn't care about it. Like Sam, you- Sam, well, hang on, hang on. It's like we talked about Trent Dilfer, right? He had shitty teeth, the guy on NFL primetime or whatever, and he has a disgusting goatee around those teeth. So it's like <laughs> taking a black Sharpie and circling your teeth. Look at these disgusting teeth. But again, I don't think everyone is like as vain as you and as judgmental. I don't. I mean, I never, lo- I never paid any attention to Trent Dilfer's teeth at all until you mentioned it. I had no idea. I had no idea that you it was- can't miss these skin tags. It's like yeah, it's it's probably I, it's at least what, fifty probably, to hundred skin tags on his neck. You know what though? I probably can, and and even if I didn't, I wouldn't obsess over it like you. I wouldn't. You know, you obviously thought this out about how he could take care of it and how it would affect your life. And it's I don't know, not good. I'm trying to help him out. You're not really. You're trying to help yourself out. You're just thinking about yourself. How am I thinking of myself? You like you don't want to see it in the morning, and you you know you said if this was me, I'd be bloody every day. I, I don't know. <laughs> Very odd reaction to it. I'm, but I'm I'm just wondering how you could have that kind of a problem and not at least go to a dermatologist. Well, I don't know how. I mean, how could you have a lot of problems? I mean, you know, do they do they grow back? And, why are you asking me? I have no idea. Do you have skin tags? No. But if I did, who, maybe in the future I will. Who knows? Ask me that. I don't know if they grow back. If you if you but know they're, any, not the, they're not the plague. I don't know. If, if you're listening back. and you know anything about skin tags, email me Abe Cannon Show at uh, Gmail. Yeah, email him. Don't don't email or me or just comment. Send me a message on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Oh, also, if if you know about medical stuff, if you know anything about the um, the stem cell shots that Dana White, Kobe Bryant, Alex Rodriguez got, if you could give me the information, I want to get that done for my feet. I want to get stem cell shots to get rid of all the inflammation. So if anyone knows anything now, about... See, what if, now, what if there was a person like you, like you are to skin tags, that was the same way to people with a bad foot? How would you feel like, God, there's this guy with this bad foot that just makes me sick? If I had a bad foot, I would, I would have hacked it off a long time ago. Just, because I don't care. Because, why does he get it fixed? Why does he get it fixed? Well, that's what you're... You're, you're like me about the skin tags, because you're always talking about my foot. Well, that's a, that's a legit like that's a legit issue. Like you know, if you can't walk, that's an issue that affects your quality of life. I mean, I'd rather not tags. be able to walk than be covered in skin, skin tags. Really? I, no, not 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 if they had to cut my ah. foot off. But I'd rather have episodes like four or five times a year where I'm limping than to have you did what you just said was I'd rather not be able to walk. Than no, I didn't mean that. Like I don't mean permanently. But if if I okay. have to deal with my foot currently for the rest of my life or be covered in skin tags looking like a reptile. Like what what's the what's the dinosaur from Jurassic Park where their the sides would come out and they'd be like <sighs> the velociraptor? Is it where like you know what I'm talking about where the two 
where it would like flap open on both sides. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it had like this huge, like, how do you explain it? So you're comparing the guy to a dinosaur now. <laughs> Jeez. But if you have information on skin tags, just because I'm wondering, do you burn them? I think you burn them off. Well, look it up. No, but I like when people give me because I, I I was looking up the stem. <laughs> I was looking up the stems. Let's see, skin. I know you don't like to read. So. Tag. I I read all the time. Well, during your spare time, I I don't want to. Yeah, I'm getting kind of ill thinking about all these skin tags. Man. I don't. <laughs> I think I think you freeze them off. Right. You better believe I'd have ice on my neck all day. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> you wouldn't, Sam, honestly, what, would you embrace the skin tag? Do you have skin tags? Is that I why you're so you know, upset? I, I I'm not thinking about it. I, I honestly have never thought about it. I'll see when I get there, if I ever get there. I don't know. I mean, what do you do when anything happens? You deal with it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there'd always be an asshole like you who would stare at me, but I can't worry about that. I mean, there's <laughs> other, you know, I, I mean... I've gotten made fun of over my life for various things, and it's like there's always pricks like you out there. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I'm not like, a prick. I'm trying to help I mean, someone out. People who you're not trying to help the guy at all. <laughs> maybe he doesn't need help. I mean, maybe there's nothing about skin tags that causes any kind of like health issue or any kind of detriment to yourself besides the way it looks. So if that if the guy doesn't care about his physical appearance, then what does it really matter? Yeah, but why is he wearing a gold or silver or gold chain? Well, I don't know. Maybe his wife bought him the chain. I don't know. But why? Why is it Maybe. right? It's like laying right in like a pile well, of skin tags around your neck. What is he? Does he have to wear it on his like ankle now? But shouldn't shouldn't he only wear bracelets to keep the attention off his neck? Well, again, see, you're you're missing the point. You're missing the point entirely. I he guess the thing you could learn. I guess what you could learn listening to this you, is don't highlight your don't highlight every your shortcomings. Day you going back. Every day you keep going back getting getting the coffee there. When you have three other options probably in the same building. Yeah, but they don't make keep going back to the skin tag guy. But their ice lattes are good there. They have the best ice lattes. You keep getting the shittiest coffee from the guy who you can't stand. I don't understand why. I like he's a nice guy. I'm just trying to help him out. Oh, okay. I'm wondering what you could do. Like do I give him well, dry ice? Nice and you guys have a relationship, ask him tomorrow. Uh, he's not my guy. The girl yeah, in there is the one. After that. The girl in there, when I walk in, she's like, you want your latte? I'm like, yeah. He doesn't even know what I want. I get it every day. What are you getting? And she, she'll pop out of the woodwork. Your latte? Hey, you going to get your latte? Real nice you going to get your latte? And I say, yeah, latte. Ice latte light. Who, with who four gets sh- lattes from Dunkin' Donuts anyway? They're awesome. I get the I get a I get a large I get a large ice latte light, which is basically just a latte with skim milk instead of whole milk, with four sugars. You're probably the only person who's ordering lattes. There, you're probably they're, they're, they probably were going to get rid of a month ago. Like, nope, we keep selling them in this one location in Chicago. We sell tons of them every morning at the merchandise die. mart. Yeah, yeah, at the merchandise mart. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll wrap it up on this then, Sam. Um, do you do you have like when you wake up? Do you go to the bathroom right away? Are you like on a scheduled dumping time? Pretty consistent schedule. I usually go. Uh, yeah, I always end up going like after I drink coffee. That's, I think that's pretty standard for coffee drinkers. Okay, because so I'm just trying to figure out why I could I could sleep eight hours. I could sleep three hours. I could wake up at two a.m. I could wake up right when I have to go to work. But why is it that? Every day, as I'm walking into work, I have to go to the bathroom in an emergency situation. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if I it doesn't matter if I had portillos the night before. It doesn't matter if I ate uh, you know a cracker the night before. It doesn't matter if I drink yeah. water. It doesn't matter what I do. If I if I starve myself, well, that doesn't really happen. Well, I think it's well known that you have a very loose bowel. <laughs> I just want to know why that is. Yeah, I think you need to get help. I don't know. Is there anything that I could do to, to fix that? Like where I don't have to go that? You might be very ill. You should probably see a doctor. But I. But is there something you could do? I wonder to settle your stomach so you don't have to. So that you could get on a regular schedule. Yeah, you're honestly asking the wrong guy. I, I really don't know. I, I would. I would maybe try not. Not maybe try not eating portillos every night. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe eat, eat a vegetable once in a while. I don't know. I mean, 
<laughs> wait, so you're saying wait, so you're saying eating two Maxwell Street Polishes at eight thirty PM and then waking up at three yeah. thirty that, that could affect yeah. you? That probably doesn't help. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right well well i already i'm already screwed because i i I had uh i ate two sandwiches tonight because the one they fucked up and then the one they didn't mess up so So you basically had well you basically had two two plots because you had bites of the others right well no because the one oh you're right yeah because i took a so you're right i had two sandwich well yeah, I had two sandwiches and then a bite of another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you stay alive for a while. <laughs> yeah. And even if I even if I force myself to go to the bathroom tonight, I'll still have an emergency situation when I walk into work. I'm now almost using a whole pack of wipes each day at work. God. That's, that's not. That's not true. No, oh my no I'm, God. Not, I'm not using that many. But it just seems oh. like because <laughs> that's sick. You're sick. You are. You're, you're much sicker than the guy with the skin tag. You, you know what's more disgusting than that? Emergency help. So there's a lot you're of women. Ill. There's a lot of women who I work with who will see me walking around with these wipes, and then the, I got questioned. What are you, about, you just like? What do you like? You. Do you wear them on, in a satchel? Or <laughs> I wear them around my neck like a canteen. <laughs> yeah. No, I, have, I keep them in my back pocket. But people know. Oh, canteen, boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, people talk shit because obviously I'm a loser because I like to have a clean ass. So that makes me a loser. So people will talk shit and then like people will overhear it. So a couple. <laughs> I guess it is just funny seeing somebody walking with their bathroom. Accessory. The general manager that I worked with, he heard me in the bathroom. He's like, "What are you eating? A bag of chips in there?" I'm like, "No, it's wipes." So I, I, I actually, so okay, so he comes in there. I'm in. It's like oh, yeah, he had his, he had his ear to the door. No, but it, it, it sounds. This is what it sounds like when I'm in there. Because I'm like, I'm pulling the wipe out of the package. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, right? So, 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 so someone came in the bathroom. He heard it. And I walked, he was like talking to someone outside the bathroom door and I came out, I turned left. So I wouldn't have to talk to me. He's like, what are you eating chips in there? And I said, no, no. And I pulled the wipes out of my backpack. I'm like, no, I use these. Don't you use wipes? And then he's like, oh yeah. And then I pulled out my Listerine spray out of my left pocket. And I'm like, you know what else you should try? He's like, what? And he, I forgot what he said. Some other kind of ass thing. I'm like, no, no, this. And then I showed him the Listerine spray. And I actually keep, like, packages of that Listerine spray in my bag. So I gave him a full package of the Listerine spray. Oh, nice. So I should do endorsements for Listerine spray and Cottonelle ass wipes. Yeah, and and you should call that in the endorsement Cottonelle ass wipes. (laughs) That would really increase the sales. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but I, I got questioned, like, oh, you really use those? I'm like, wait, you don't use them? I mean, if yeah, women no, women who don't use one, that's that's definitely a big part of your platform. Sam, I know you were impressed. Like that would be like your main thing. That's, but wait, wait, I, mean, I forgot how you define yourself. Wait, you don't you don't use wipes, right? Yeah, again, again, it's weird that we, uh, you know, no, I, I, I have them. I'm not really going to talk about wipes. I feel weird talking about my bathroom habits uh, on this uh, show, but. I, I don't know. I, I I think it's odd that, that, that that's such a like a big element of your life, like the wipes. Because you, you don't want the wipes so much. That's everyone you know use them. It's like I'm not bashing you for using them or not using them. I don't know why you're so concerned if I use them. I mean, you've been you know you you've seen wipes on my toilet. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. I guess. See, <laughs> I mean, if you you don't need wipes if you go to the bathroom once every three days, and the only time. Well, I mean, that who goes once every three days or whatever? If you go every other day, or, or you go at the same time every day, and then you take a shower. Of course, you don't need wipes. People go once every three days. <laughs> but some some people have a routine where they wake up, they go yeah, to the bathroom, take a shower, what or whatever. Routine is that? No, once some people, some people, some people use the bathroom and at night or once in the morning. Every three days. <laughs> what kind of people are you around? No, but some people only use the in bathroom. In your world, you either go every hour or once every three days. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you go on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Is that? And then the Me, next no, week I, I go three times a day. 
Well, no, you go three times an hour. I mean, <laughs> shit, I've seen you go three times in a show. Like, <laughs> remember, remember when I was at your your old house, uh, and I went in all three of your bedrooms. I know I had to quarantine the place and sell it after that. <laughs> That was the end of it. I swear, man, those those toilets were never the same. <laughs> Fuck them up. Yeah, because they weren't used to having wipes in them. They were just used to dry <laughs> paper. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, subscribe on iTunes uh, and then comment five and, stars. and give five it a five-star stars. review. And then that, that'll we're, – we're actually doing quite well with listenership, but I, I just want to get – I want to get on the comedy chart for iTunes. I think that'd be pretty cool. So if you like the podcast, just pass it along to someone else that's smart that might enjoy it. And if they don't like it, then they don't even, like even it. Even if they're not smart. Even if they're not smart, pass it along. That might actually be better. Even if, even Give it to someone not. who's not smart. Yeah. Especially <laughs> your unintelligent friends. We're really interested in them. Yeah. Pretty much anyone that wants to listen, just pass it along to and uh, I think next week we'll be at full strength. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed this, Sam. I will uh, talk to you later. All right, dude. All right, later. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real, and I believe in you.